0: So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 77. Today our theme is costly redemption. The idea of redemption, redeeming someone back, but recognizing it it is always costly to do so. And we'll see this in the story of Ruth. We'll see it in Psalm 37 and also in Acts chapter 4. So let's begin with Ruth chapter 3 and see this costly redemption. At that time, Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to Ruth, My daughter, I must find a home for you so you will be secure. Now Boaz, with whose female servant she worked, is our close relative. Look, tonight he is winnowing barley at the threshing floor. So bathe yourself, rub on some perfumed oil, and get dressed up. Then go down to the threshing floor. But don't let the man know you're there until he finishes his meal. When he gets ready to go to sleep, take careful notice of the place where he lies down. Then go, uncover his legs, and lie down beside him. He will tell you what you should do. Ruth replied to Naomi, I will do everything you have told me to do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law had instructed her to do. When Boaz had finished his meal and was feeling satisfied, he lay down to sleep at the far end of the grain heap. Then Ruth crept up quietly, uncovered his legs, and lay down beside him. In the middle of the night, he was startled and turned over. Now he saw a woman lying beside him. He said, Who are you? She replied, I am Ruth, your servant. Marry your servant, for you are a guardian of our family interests. He said, May you be rewarded by the Lord, my dear. This act of devotion is greater than what you did before. For you have not sought to marry one of the young men, whether rich or poor. Now, my dear, don't worry. I intend to do for you everything you propose. For everyone in the village knows that you are a worthy woman. Now, yes, it is true that I am a guardian, but there is another guardian who is is a closer relative than I am. Remain here tonight. Then in the morning, if he agrees to marry you, fine, let him do so. But if he does not want to do so, I promise, as surely as the Lord lives, to marry you. Sleep here until morning. So she slept beside him until morning. She woke up while it was still dark. Boaz thought, No one must know that a woman visited the threshing floor. Then he said, hold out your shawl you are wearing and grip it tightly. And she held it tightly and he measured about 60 pounds of barley into the shawl and put it on her shoulders. Then he went down into town and he went and she returned to her mother-in-law. When Ruth returned to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, how did things turn out for you, my daughter? Ruth told her about what all the man had done for her. She said, he gave me these 60 pounds of barley for he said to me, do not go to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said, Stay put, my daughter, until you know how the matter turns out, for the man will not rest until he has taken care of the matter today. Now Boaz went up to the village gate and sat there. Then along came the guardian whom Boaz had mentioned to Ruth. Boaz said, Come here, what's your name, and sit down. So he came and sat down. Boaz chose ten of the village leaders and said, Sit down here. So they sat down. Then Boaz said to the guardian, "'Naomi, who has returned from the region of Moab, "'is selling the portion of land "'that belongs to our relative Elimelech. "'So I am legally informing you. "'Acquire it before those sitting here "'and before the leaders of my people. "'If you want to exercise your right to redeem it, "'then do so. "'But if not, then tell me, so I will know. "'For you possess the first option to redeem it. "'I am next in line after you.' "'The man replied, I will redeem it. "'Then Boaz said, "'When you acquire the field from Naomi,' You must also acquire Ruth, the Moabite, the wife of our deceased relative, in order to preserve his family name by raising up a descendant who will inherit his property. The guardian said, Then I am unable to redeem it, for I would ruin my own inheritance in that case. You may exercise my redemption option, for I am unable to redeem it. Now this used to be customary way to finalize a transaction involving redemption in Israel. A man would remove his sandal and give it to the other party. This was a legally binding act in Israel. So the guardian said to Boaz, You may acquire it. And he removed his sandal. Then Boaz said to the leaders of all the people, You are witnesses today that I have acquired from Naomi all that belonged to Elimelech, Kilian, and Malon. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite, the wife of Malon, as my wife to raise up a descendant who will inherit his property so the name of the deceased might not disappear from among his relatives and from his village. You are all witnesses today. All the people who were at the gate, and the elders replied, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is entering your home like Rachel and Leah, both of whom built up the house of Israel. May you prosper in Ephathra and become famous in Bethlehem. May your family become like the family of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. Through the descendants the Lord gives you by this young woman. So Boaz married Ruth and slept with her. The Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. The village woman said to Naomi, May the Lord be praised because he has not left you without a guardian today. May he become famous in Israel. He will encourage you and provide for you when you are old, for your daughter in law who loves you has given him birth. She is better to you than seven sons. Naomi took the child and placed him on her lap. She became his caregiver. The neighbor woman gave him a name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. Now he became the father of Jesse, the father of David. These are the descendants of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Abinadab. Abinadab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salma. Salma was the father of Boaz. Boaz was the father of Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse. And Jesse was the father of David. That ends our story of the book of Ruth, a beautiful short story telling of this wonderful event in which God used a non-Israelite woman of no standing to become someone who would be part of Jesus' family line through King David, amazing, but also using a person named Boaz to redeem the family parcel and to give up, in a sense, the right to his own family through her first he was willing to pay a, a really an immense cost the other man was not willing to pay. To show us, in one sense, a theme that we see throughout the Bible, and that is to redeem someone, to buy someone back, is costly. And we see this theme over and over again, and we see the love that motivates this redemption in the book of Ruth and in the Bible as a whole. And so let's turn now to Psalm 37, a psalm of David, who's a great-grandson of Obed, and hear his words where David is talking about the difficulties of facing adversaries and painful circumstances in life, but trying to trust God to be his Redeemer. Psalm 37 By David, do not fret when wicked men seem to succeed. Do not envy evildoers, for they will quickly dry up like grass and wither away like plants. Trust in the Lord and do what is right. Settle in the land and maintain your integrity. Then you will take delight in the Lord. And he will answer your prayers. Commit your future to the Lord. Trust in him. And he will act on your behalf. He will vindicate you in broad daylight. And publicly defend your just cause. Wait patiently for the Lord. Wait confidently for him. Do not fret over the apparent success of a sinner. A man who carries out wicked schemes. Do not be angry and frustrated. Do not fret. That only leads to trouble. Wicked men will be wiped out. But those who rely on the Lord are the ones who will possess the land. Evil men will soon disappear. You will stare at the spot where they once were, but they will be gone. But the oppressed will possess the land and enjoy great prosperity. Evil men plot against the godly and viciously attack them. The Lord laughs in disgust at them, for He knows that their day is coming. Evil men draw their swords and prepare their bows to bring down the oppressed and needy and to slaughter those who are godly. Their swords will pierce their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. The little bit that a godly man owns is better than the wealth of many evil men. For evil men will lose their power, but the Lord sustains the godly. The Lord watches over the innocent day by day, and they possess a permanent inheritance. They will not be ashamed when hard times come. When famine comes, they will have enough to eat. But evil men will die. The Lord's enemies will be incinerated. They will go up in smoke. Evil men borrow, but do not repay their debt. But the godly show compassion and are generous. Surely those favored by the Lord will possess the land, but those rejected by him will be wiped out. The Lord grants success to the one whose behavior he finds commendable. Even if he trips, he will not fall headlong, for the Lord holds his hand. I was once young, now I am old. I have never seen the godly abandoned, or their children forced to search for food. All day long they show compassion and lend to others, and their children are blessed. Turn away from evil. Do what is right. Then you will enjoy lasting security. For the Lord promotes justice and never abandons His faithful followers. They are permanently secure, but the children of the wicked are wiped out. The godly will possess the land and will dwell in it permanently. The godly speak wise words and promote justice. The law of their God controls their thinking. Their feet do not slip. The wicked set an ambush for godly and tried to kill them. But the Lord does not surrender the godly or allow them to be condemned in a court of law. Rely on the Lord. Obey His commands. Then He will permit you to possess the land. You will see the demise of the wicked. I have seen ruthless wicked people growing in influence like a green tree grows in its native soil. But then one passes by, and suddenly they have disappeared. I looked for them, but they could not be found. Take note of the one who has integrity. Observe the upright. For the one who promotes peace has a future. Sinful rebels are totally destroyed. The wicked have no future. But the Lord delivers the godly. He protects them in times of trouble. The Lord helps them and rescues them. He rescues them from the wicked and delivers them for they seek his protection. What a wonderful psalm of David, showing that ultimately God will bring justice and he rescues those who trust in him. He redeems them from all the things that the wicked will not be redeemed from. And so it's a, it's a warning psalm, but also a psalm that's meant to comfort and strengthen as you seek to follow God and trust in him. And concluding today with Acts chapter 4, where we see Peter and John, who had just healed a lame man, uh, start to get themselves into trouble, and how they respond to that is a very interesting thing in terms of seeing the cost of the redemption Jesus has given. So Acts chapter 4. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, the priests and the commander of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to them angry because they were teaching the people and announcing in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. So they seized them and put them in jail until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had listened to the message believed, and the number of men came to about 5,000. On the next day, their rulers, elders, and experts in the law came together in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others who were members of the high priest's family. After making Peter and John stand in their midst, they began to inquire, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, replied, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today for a good deed done to a sick man, by what means this man was healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, this man stands before you healthy. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, that has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among people by which we must be saved. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and discovered that they were uneducated and ordinary men, they were amazed and recognized these men had been with Jesus. And because they saw the man who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say against this. But when they had ordered them to go outside the council, they began to confer with one another, saying, What should we do with these men? For it is plain to all who live in Jerusalem that a notable miraculous sign has come about through them, and we cannot deny it. But to keep this matter from spreading any further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. And they called them in and ordered them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, saying, Whether it is right before God to obey you rather than God, you decide. For it is impossible for us not to speak about what we have seen and heard. And after threatening them further, they released them. For they could not find how to punish them on account of the people, because they were all praising God for what had happened. For the man on whom this miraculous sign of healing had been performed was over 40 years old. When they were released, Peter and John went to their fellow believers and reported everything the high priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they raised their voices to God with one mind and said, Master of all, you made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything that is in them. Who said by the Holy Spirit, through your servant David, our forefather, Why did the nations rage and the peoples plot foolish things? The kings of the earth stood together and the rulers assembled together against the Lord and against his Christ. For indeed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, the Gentiles and the people of Israel, assembled together in this city against your holy servant Jesus whom you anointed to do as much as your power and your plan had decided beforehand would happen. And now Lord pay attention to their threats and grant to your servants to speak your message with great courage. While you extend your hand to heal and to bring about miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God courageously. The group of those who believed were of one heart and mind, and no one said that any of his possessions was his own, but everything was held in common. With great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was on them all, for there was no one needy among them, because those who were owners of land or houses were selling them and bringing the proceeds from the sales and placing them at the apostles' feet. The proceeds were distributed to each as any one had need. So Joseph, a Levite who was a native of Cyprus, called by the apostles Barnabas, which translated means son of encouragement, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and placed it at the apostles' feet. What a wonderful display of the courage of Peter and John and the other disciples, a courage that came from knowing that they were redeemed, that they had been given new life by Jesus, that he had risen from the grave. And in the in the wonder of that courage that was given to them by God through his spirit, they began and continued to share that good news of Jesus with everybody and anybody they could, even though they were threatened by the authorities. And so what a wonderful encouragement it is for those uh who know jesus already to courageously speak to share the good news of who he is and to share the costly redemption of jesus what it cost him and also what was now willing to be a cost for the disciples and i hope a willing cost for you as you think about what it means to be a faithful servant of jesus sharing this good news with the world around you thanks for listening to the bible in 260 podcast May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the NET Bible, http://netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.